As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to the Andy Staples Show. I have to say... There are very few people that I would just consider a kindred spirit, but our guest today, I, I don't know. I, we, we are very similar. We have a lot of some similar tastes, some similar dislikes, and, uh, and we end up doing a lot of, uh, of things that, yeah, I, I don't know why we do them. We're Alyssa Lang, doing. <laughs> no, from the SEC Network. Uh, she is the host of Out of Pocket. You also see her uh, on the sidelines during games on the SEC Network. And Alyssa and I, we've been talking about this because uh, we all know what happened to me when Pitt lost NC State last year and I had to, to eat the mayonnaise. And uh, Alyssa and I both had to take the Will Levis challenge where we ate the banana with the skin on. She had to do it on television. But I, I realize a lot of you sent me Video. Speaking of Will Levis, well, there'll be a lot of Will Levis conversation today. But a lot of you sent me video of Will Levis last week. This is the Kentucky quarterback drinking coffee that he had flavored with mayonnaise. A lot of you sent Alyssa that video too. Fortunately, Ari was off becoming a dad, so he didn't have to challenge me to anything. Alyssa said, "If Kentucky beats Florida, she's doing." The coffee with the mayo in it. Alyssa, what how are how are you how are you gonna handle this? Like what possessed me to say that on Twitter yes. where it could be screenshotted and, and gone back to you later? Um yeah, so as I'm sure your Twitter feed was blowing up, mine was as well. I, I ate that banana week one with the peel on. And honestly, like we talked about this throughout our shows the last couple of weeks. I knew I had to do it. It was the first week. It was one of the biggest stores of the off season, but I figured, you know, BBN would think it's funny. We move on, but then it kind of blows up again and becomes this big thing. Um, and so then he puts out the mayonnaise video, which I have, I have a little bit of a bone to pick with the mayonnaise video. I'll get to that in a second. Um, okay. and then all of a sudden my, my phone is just going nuts. And it's what Thursday afternoon. I think when, when yeah. I started to come out, I'm like, what in the world? Why I didn't tweet anything explosive? Why am I getting all these notifications? And I am not kidding you. I, I couldn't scroll through my phone fast enough to keep up with the Kentucky fans who were like, all right, here you go. You got to do that. And I was like, whoa, whoa, just because I did the banana thing doesn't mean. And they were like, yes, it does mean this. 
So I'm going back and forth, back and forth. And finally, I, I had enough tweets that I was like, fine. If you guys beat Florida, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. That's fine. No, I didn't think it was insane of a take for Kentucky to beat you, Florida. You, like we, you picked I, Florida when we were on the show on Series XM together on Kentucky. Thursday. I picked Kentucky. I'm sorry, you picked Kentucky. You yeah, picked yeah, Kentucky. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you were you were on board with the Wildcats winning. I already. wasn't. I wasn't overly confident about it, but I knew it could happen. Right. Certainly in that environment, what we've seen this year. Um, so yeah, then as soon as the clock hit zero and Kentucky won that football game, my Twitter blew up even more. So here's the thing now, um, I've gone back and I've watched that video of Levis drinking the Mayo coffee multiple times. I'm not sure he actually drinks it. I think he, Oh, you think this is like a trick? Yes. I think he brings the mug to his mouth and I think he kind of like feigns a sip, but I don't actually see consumption of the coffee. So I am working on out of pocket this week. I'm working to get confirmation for that uh, before this happens. And if I do find out that he didn't actually consume it, I'm going to do everything in my power to make that happen if I have to do it. So. Oh, yes. I I think he has to. So I, Will and I are DM buddies. Uh, I mentioned mentioned his name on Pardon My Take, which is his favorite podcast, and and he so he DMs me to thank me for that. So now now I'm I'm in I'm in the the circle You're of in trust. The club. So I, now we need some investigatory journalism to find out if he actually because I'm looking at the video right now, and and I my suspicions are aroused as yours are. I'm and, just saying, like it it wasn't like he just started chugging it. So, you know, like, look, Will, I respect it. You did the banana thing. You start the season 4-0. Now you got to give the team a little bit of a spark. Mayo coffee. Then you beat Florida. But it's like, am I, am I going to drink this? Am I going to put this in my stomach if Will did not? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, and I'm he, in bets. So I mean, I guess he's doing I a healthy do squirt of mayonnaise into this uh, thing. Do you see how and it pools he, at the top? Oh, yeah. Like at oh, the very he just, end. He's... Definitely not taking a drink of that. He didn't. He, I don't think good. he drank it. I don't think. So like, hopefully he doesn't listen to this. This is my goal. It's it's not been confirmed yet. But this is my goal. Breaking news on the Andy Staples show. I am working to get Levis on our show on Wednesday. And I'm hoping to corner him with the help of the SIDs at Kentucky into do, drinking it with me. Like, I'm not going to tell him. This is, this is my grand plan for the show this week. I'm going to tell him that I don't think he drank it. And I need to see, like, I need to see it going down the esophagus. I need to see it going into the stomach. <laughs> the, I'm now having flashbacks to uh, to my freshman year of college when we had the uh, the random drug tests. The, the, oh. <laughs> the, proof of everything. <laughs> so, everything. This, I mean, is, it's it's crazy because, like, so I was getting a little bit of grief from a, a couple Kentucky fans who were like, oh, you said you would do it if, if we beat Florida. It means you don't think we're going to beat Florida. And I was like, no, it just means that something good is going to have to happen for me to drink coffee with mayonnaise in it. I'm not just going to do it for fun. <laughs> a banana is a little different to me. Just well, and, and let's be honest, the banana with the peel on, I don't know. I, I watched you do it on television. Uh, everybody who's listening here has heard me do it or seen me do it. I thought it was delicious. 
it wasn't that bad. Nobody believes me when I say that. Now you had to eat the entire, like both stems, right? I didn't eat the stem. I didn't eat the, I didn't eat the stem. I, I couldn't, I was going to, and then I just, it already, you know, gave me a little grace Mercy and said, no, you don't need to do that. <laughs> so, but now it was, it, that was good. And the Mayo coffee, I'm actually interested in, and I, I may have to wind up doing it if I lose another bed. I'm glad you're doing it because this, this may turn the co-hosts away from potentially making me do it because they'll say, well, Alyssa already did it, so we don't have to do it on the show. Oh, I'm but, so happy to take the bullet for you, Andy. Ex- exactly. <laughs> so, but, but here's my thing. So I hate mayonnaise, hate the taste of it. It's really not the texture. It's more oh, the taste. Okay. I, but I love pimento cheese, which has a lot of mayonnaise. I mean, it's just mayonnaise in the cheese. Yeah. And, and you, yep. I love chicken creamy salad. Italian dressing. Don't like chicken salad. Oh, okay. All right. Don't like potato salad. Okay. Yeah. All right. Don't like coleslaw. I don't like but, coleslaw either. I feel like that's a sin in the South to not like coleslaw, but I can't do it. Can't do I'll it. do vinegar slaw, but not mayo slaw. I just don't like the cold, wet, shredded up. <laughs> I just don't. I, I yeah. guess I'm a consistency person. Like I don't, I don't like things that just feel, yeah, no, it's just too weird, too weird for me. And then, but of course somebody puts it on a pulled pork sandwich and they're like, but it's got slaw on it. Now, like, yeah, you just ruined a perfectly good pulled pork right. sandwich. Why, why right. did you do that? Will you and, take it off if you go to a barbecue restaurant and they put slaw on it? Sorry, I'm completely oh, yeah. derailing your story. No, 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 no. Oh, by all means, listen, no, I, there's actually a, there, there was a podcast. I don't know if they're still doing it that, that covers Florida state. And the name of the podcast is double fries, no slaw. So, like, if you go to a chicken finger restaurant, the way to order is double fries, no slaw. Correct. To get it out of the box. You don't even yeah. need – I mean, more See, fries is w- I, way better. I don't like it. I don't like the slaw, but I won't take it off the sandwich if the barbecue joint has put it on there because I'm embarrassed. Like, I don't want someone to look thing. at me while I'm sitting there and being like, is this chick take, really taking the coleslaw off the sandwich right now? Like, I would rather just eat it than embarrass myself in some – famous barbecue establishment for being an idiot. <laughs> no, I see. Listen, I realize everybody's got their thing. No substitutions, blah, 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 blah. No, I'm not eating coleslaw on anything. <laughs> it just, I'm just not that a man's got to have a code. So, so you're not a Mayo person at all. This is this, see this, this makes it another level because I do like man. I mean, I don't like drown everything in mayonnaise, but I do like mayonnaise. So you don't like it at all. No, my body physically makes me vomit it up if I try to eat it. Like, oh my the, gosh, that was that. The bet last year was if if NC State beat Pitt, I had to eat a spoonful of mayonnaise, and and Ari Wasserman got to pick the size of the spoon. It was a very large spoon. Was it a ladle? <laughs> basically, ladle. but I, I I told myself beforehand because I'd not had any mayonnaise probably since I was a kid, and I was like, okay. Maybe I'll be fine with this. Maybe this won't bother me a bit because, you know, tastes have changed. There's certain things I like. I, I didn't eat mushrooms when I was a kid. I love mushrooms now. And so I thought, okay, this will be fine. The second it touched my tongue, my body just started heaving. It was there's slow mo video that I don't recommend anybody watch. Wait, so did but, you get it down? Did you like, did you get it all no, down? No, no, I had to. I, I basically, I as I tried this. to swallow it, my body. Uh, my body rejected it. And there, I had some root beer that I was, <laughs> to, to, and I ended up spitting it into the root beer. It was, it was bad. This it is was incredible all bad. content though. I mean, are you kidding oh, me? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, it was, it was amazing. It was the best podcast episode we've ever done. 
And I bet. But I love pimento cheese. I love creamy Italian dressing. These are mayo-based things. They're just it's it's mayo with some other stuff in it. So I really Do you feel like, like for aioli? me. It's, like a garlic not really. aioli? Okay. Oh, see, that's, that's but that's, that's kind of the same. To me. I mean, it's so yeah. good. So I mean, isn't aioli just fancy mayo? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, who said olive oil instead of vegetable oil or something like that? Yeah. But yeah. like when I uh, subtle subtle flex when I went to Europe the very first time, they dipped the fries in you know garlic mayo or aioli oh, as we call it. I yeah. can't do it any other way now. Like I am obsessed oh. with fries and aioli. I mean, I. So you should have I, no problem with the coffee then. I, I mean, the sad thing is, I probably won't. It's just a mental thing, you know. It's mayonnaise and coffee. And I was telling you before we started, I'm a big coffee person. Like I'm yeah. very into making my own lattes at home, pour over coffee, stuff like that. So it's also kind of sacrilegious to me to put mayonnaise and coffee, but. The sad thing is, you know, I was at my game this past weekend and we always spotlight a, um, a, a local food spot. And we were in Columbia, South Carolina. We spotlighted uh, Andy's Deli, which has been around there forever. And they do this special sauce. And I guess I have no leg to stand on because I on air drank the sauce out of the cup to, to demonstrate <laughs> how good it was. So I, I like theoretically well, you, and, and you shouldn't said, have an you issue. Said the, Andy's, the Andy sauce is potentially what the Groucho's 86 uh, Groucho's another famous Columbia it's very, establishment. It's very similar. And very there's similar. some stories about how each one came about. And I don't know enough. I have to do some digging on it. It's, but it's they're like, both the, yeah, it's like the rival pizza joints where one cousin hates the other and formed exactly. his own pizza joint. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I did now, did your, your broadcast partner, you, cause your broadcast crew is Taylor's ours or Matt Stenchcomb and you, yes. Matt Stenchcomb, College Football Hall of Famer, uh, great recommender of barbecue. He sent me oh, to, yeah. to Socks Love in Cumming, Georgia, a few months ago. Fantastic place. But he he's so analytical because you like when you guys were at Vandy, you did a seven daughters, you did the seven daughters donuts, which look amazing. But now so did good. he examine the sauce at South Carolina like he was studying a a, a moon rock? Probably. I have to go back and watch. That's that's kind of the crazy thing about Saturdays when you're doing games is, you know, you're so just focused on the game that you're doing even up till, you know, three hours before when you're getting there and then it's another four hours and then you go home and then it's decompressing and then I immediately go watch everything else. What did I miss? What do I need to catch up on? And so I, that's the game I actually have not watched back yet. Because usually the game that I do, well, you were is there, last you saw it, list, yeah. right? Because I was there. So you know, I'm on the field. I can't see. I can't see them. I just hear them. Um, so sometimes I can sort of envision what's happening in the booth. But Stinch usually, to your point, does give all of the food a good up and down. He really has to examine it, make sure it's to it's his liking, analytical. and he always has that kind of like. <laughs> you know, that furrowed brow where, you know, am I, am I in trouble or are you just, you know, he's just like you said, analytical, but he's, he's one of the best to do it. I, I love working with Stinch also because he not like shame is so far away from Stinch. Like Stinch encourages me to eat. He's like, you want a rack and a half of ribs on the road? Go for it, girl. And like Stinch is my biggest cheerleader when it comes to food on the road. So he's like the big brother I never had. I love well, him. he's also, he's also a dude who played in the NFL at three thirty and currently weighs like two forty. Yeah. So 
Yeah. He's he's got self-discipline that that clearly you and I do not. Yeah, he got some we went out to eat after uh the game on Saturday and he got some like healthy veggie wrap or something and I literally had a rack and a half of barbecue ribs and I was just like something we're sitting next to each other at this place outside and I'm like something is wrong with this picture. <laughs> like something something isn't working here. I feel like society would say I'm supposed to have the veggie wrap and you're supposed to have the rack of ribs, but here we are. That's right. Well, that's what that's what the CrossFit's for. That's what, exactly. That's what the workouts exactly. are for. <laughs> we'll be right back after these words. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not preach you and your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. You did watch everything and obviously rewatch that that Florida Kentucky game close because you, you had the stakes were, were very high for you. Very high. But all right, this is something we talked about in the podcast after the games on Saturday. But now that we've had a few days to digest it, which fan base turned on their coach more quickly and violently? Was it was it Florida on Dan Mullen, Texas A&M on Jimbo Fisher or LSU on Ed Orgeron? I saw your tweet and you were like, it's only getting worse and worse as you punch those names into the search bar on Twitter. Um, in for, So for my experience this past weekend, I saw the most about Florida and Dan Mullen. And I think it's just because of my timeline. And like I said, I was on the field uh, for for part of some of these games and then not locked and loaded on Twitter for, for a couple of the evening games. So I didn't quite see as much of the Coach O uh, and Jimbo stuff. But I, having lived in Jacksonville for a while, have a bunch of friends who went to Florida, I was getting a lot of texts of frustration over some of those big time stops that Kentucky came up with within the 10 mm-hmm. yard line. And then some of Dan's of course, clock management and, and decision-making down the stretch. So I would say Florida fans for me were, I think among the saltiest, but if I had to guess, I feel like Texas A&M fans are probably deservedly. So the most upset right now, just given how the season has gone. And and that's also not fully Jimbo's fault. I mean, you look and see what, what's happened at the quarterback position for them so far. If Haynes King is still in there, who knows what this team looks like right now. There's a reason why Calzada outright won the backup job. Um, that said, there are a lot of issues on that Texas A&M team that come down to just basics, basic execution. Like you're, you're on at Kyle field at night on Saturday against a Mississippi state team that you should be able to beat. And it doesn't happen. 
you just paid Jimbo a couple million more dollars to yep. try to take you to a college football playoff. Like the ceiling for this team is national championship. And now you can't beat Mississippi state. That's frustrating. That's really frustrating given that it's Leach's second year and that this is a team that has been such a roller coaster of up and down inconsistency. I don't feel good about picking Mississippi state against anybody right now. Like I, I just don't because you don't know what team I, you're- I, I feel better now after watching them against A&M though. Sure. Absolutely. Will Rogers looked so comfortable against what is a very talented team. And, and look, they, they looked good coming back against LSU. They didn't look good early, but I do feel like that offense does has gotten where it's capable of moving the ball, and the defense is good enough to win them some games. But see that that's what A and M should be, right? Like, right. A and M has that's a not, couple year. That should be Mississippi State. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The I saw something on Twitter, and I I believe it was Will Rogers. I could be wrong, but I'm I'm ninety percent sure that the tweet was saying that the only film that Will Rogers watched going into that game was from the previous Texas A&M matchups. And that's what he focused on. And that they essentially did the exact same thing defensively. So he was prepared yeah. for it. Um, well, so every, everybody feels like they've got, this is, this is what we do against Leach. You know, you go back to when he was at Washington state right? and, and this is what know, Chris works. Peterson and Kwiatkowski and Jimmy Lake would be like, Hey, we're going to drop eight. This is what we're doing. And I, I do think Rogers is more comfortable with that. He he understands now that that's what he's going to see every single week. And is, yeah. is but the the A and M thing, you're right. If if the quarterback situation works out differently, I, I we're probably having a different conversation. But I'm not sure how different it is because I'm I'm still not sure they beat Arkansas in that situation. Yeah, the the only thing that I go back to with this A and M team, and I had them week three against New Mexico. The thing that was just glaring and, and having stench on our crew certainly helps me really break it down from a, a, a very, very, very veteran standpoint. That offensive line just does not help the quarterback. And in that New Mexico game, the Colorado game, you saw that become a problem. The difference with Haynes King and Zach Calzada is Haynes King can extend plays with his legs. Haynes King yeah. understands when, okay, I got to get rid of the football or I got to take off and run. Not saying that Calzada can't, but Haynes King, they've been saying for months, he's the athlete. He may be one of the fastest guys on the team. We love what he can do with his legs. We love how aggressive he is when he takes off and runs the football. That's why he was the starter. So I do wonder if Haynes King has been in there, if he can mask some of those issues that you've seen down the stretch with Calzada taking a lot of contact, his jersey's covered in grass stains, and then that inevitably is chipping away at your offense and your quarterback down the stretch. So I'm not, I'm with you. I'm not sure it's like Texas A&M is still ranked in the top 10 if Haynes King is there and we're still talking about him for a college football playoff because this is a, a league where you have to win in the trenches. And, and I'm not sure they would have against Arkansas, to your point. I do wonder if we might still be flirting with AM in a different way rather than right now where it feels like the whole curtain's pulled back. Yeah, because now nobody's expecting them to beat Alabama. Nobody's even right. expecting them to be close. And yeah, and, and, and we don't know what's going to I mean, they could play the greatest game they've ever played against Alabama. We, we'll see. Uh, or when Haynes King comes back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who knows? And, and you're probably looking at maybe the South Carolina game, maybe the game mm -hmm. after that. So it, it could be a while. Uh, you, you mentioned 
your time in Jacksonville. And and before I let you go, I do want to get some some stories about the glamour of local television because I don't I'm not sure people understand just how amazing a life it is being a local television reporter. Amazing. But, but you, you mentioned you, you got a lot of friends now in Florida, had all the texts. I so I obviously went to Florida. I, I was getting texts during the game where I'm out. Done. Never watching it, and, and you get this every time. They'll be they'll be back next week. They'll be they'll be watching next week. But the level of frustration is amazing. And I I told everybody this was going to happen because the clearly they were really good last year. They were going to take a, a little step back. There were going to be games like this. Maybe not. Maybe you don't predict eight false starts or 155 penalty yards. But there were going to be games like this. So at this point, Florida's ceiling is probably nine and three, and and maybe maybe they lose another one. I said if they're ten and two, nine and three, it'll be a good coaching job. But but they will the the fan base will be out on Dan Mullen. They are now out on Dan Mullen, <laughs> and I, I there's not really anything you can say at this point to make them feel any better. Yeah, I mean, I look at it from, I try to look at it from a bird's eye view, right? I mean, having covered Florida when I was in Jacksonville, you know what kind of juggernaut they are, not only in the SEC, but in college football. And I was there when they hired Dan Mullen. I was there for his introductory press conference and covering that and the excitement of Dan Mullen being back in Gainesville. And I do still believe that Dan Mullen's the best coach for the job at Florida right now. Like, I, I don't know who else you go out and get. Unless exactly. That's the I, question like, I ask. Who do you, who do you think they're going to get? Right. That, so it's going to be different. It's uh, the thing about this Kentucky game. And this is what I, I actually, one of my closest Florida friends texted me last Wednesday or Thursday. And he said, how nervous should I be? And I said, look, if they play the way they played against South Carolina, you shouldn't be nervous. But I don't think that's going to be the case. It's a sellout in Lexington. They hate you guys. This is a really talented football team. Mark Stoops is one of the best coaches in the country, in my opinion, right now. He's the second longest tenured with Nick Saban in the SEC. You look at that Kentucky defense, you talk about 10 super seniors. Are you kidding me? I mean, like that that feels illegal in the SEC. (laughs) Certainly, when you look at the defensive line that Kentucky brings in, the offense, which has not been consistently good so far this year. But I I said to my buddy, I was like, look, if Kentucky even plays, I think 75% to their strengths offensively, you're going to be in for a long night because factor in the crowd noise. And we saw that. I mean, we saw that become an issue with Florida. We saw a couple of timeouts that felt like, okay, this is a crowd noise situation. So if I'm a Florida fan, I, I, I get it because you're not supposed to lose to Kentucky, right? It's Florida. We don't we don't go to Lexington and lose to Kentucky. But I also believe this is a really good Kentucky team. And I said a couple of weeks ago, and a lot of people laughed at me, I said, look, all Kentucky needs is that one win over Florida, and they could potentially be threatening in the East. I don't think Kentucky can beat Georgia, but you also never know what's going to happen in this league because what happens if Florida finds a way to beat Georgia? And, then, right. and all of a sudden we're sitting here going – Kentucky and Georgia are tied for first in the East. Interesting. So this was not a team that you were going to be able to go in there and just out muscle. Kentucky is big. Kentucky is talented. It's not one of those matchups where, Oh, look at Florida's roster top to top to bottom. We're bigger. We're better. We're faster. We're stronger. That was not the case this year. So you saw a team in the Florida Gators that couldn't execute all those penalties. As you said, silly mistakes. That's not going to get it done against Kentucky, but I get, I get why Florida fans are frustrated for sure. Oh yeah. Well, and, and if Kentucky doesn't get Wondell Robinson out of the portal, 
Mm-hmm. That play doesn't get made. That was a play that could not get made by Kentucky right. last year. You know, the, the difference is now they have an offense that while it's not perfect, they can make big plays. They can make explosive plays. And, and in multiple ways, I mean, like yeah. you, you talk about someone like Chris Rodriguez and he's put the football on the ground several times over the past couple of weeks, but he's still, I think one of the better running backs in the sec. And if he can't go, you got Cavassier smoke behind him. We talk so much about Wandale Robinson and these defenses are so focused on Wandale Robinson. Josh Ali is out there running, (laughs) running free as well. So uh, this is finally the Kentucky team that can not only be a threat through the air, but as they've always been on the ground as well, which makes you really, really dangerous when you have pretty good lines as well. Let's talk about my favorite new offense in the sec. And, and it's, Basically, at some point, I think in the second quarter of the LSU-Auburn game, Brian Harson realized that there's no need to call actual plays for Bo Nix. Just let him run around. And, right. And so they've Poor got Bo Georgia Nicks this week. Sore. This was sore oh, yeah. on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I was on the radio with Barrett Salee over the weekend, and we were trying to come up with the, the most possible Bo Nix touchdown. So if Bo Nix is going to is going to put up some points on Georgia, what is the most possible Bo Nix touchdown? So let me run this by you and, and see how you feel about it. Okay. So Bo Nix dodges three sure sacks, gets away, throws off his back foot, interception. As the guy who intercepts the ball, let's say it's, uh, well, let's say it's Lewis Seen. Let's say Lewis Seen is approaching the goal line he then gets clobbered by Bo Nix, who then does the clowny pick it up with one hand and starts running and then weaves his way through the Georgia defense for, for a touchdown. That would be the most Bo Nix touchdown of all time. And the final score, of course, would be Georgia 34, Auburn 7. Right. I was going to say, well, let's make sure we make that distinction. Um, that's That was a fantastic visual, first of all. Thank you. That was like a movie running through my head. But you lost me at Bo Nix tackling Lewis Seen because that's not happening. No? <laughs> I don't think so. He's I don't an think athlete. I, he is. And I love Bo Nix. I love Bo Nix. He's a great kid. And I was so, so happy for him on Saturday night. This, when isn't, I'm just, this isn't Devontae Wyatt popping it up in the air and catching it. And then you have to tackle um, him. Just not entirely. Well, I will say, though, that one play where Bo ran right, reversed, came back, makes the throw falling down with three guys on top of him and it goes for a touchdown. I was like, what? I'm sorry. I had to hit rewind on my TV because I was like, okay, I know they're going to show the replay, but I need to see that at least six more times. Um, It's going to, it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a challenge. Georgia's defense still Andy, this is insane. And I know this is a stat that's been going around and everyone knows it, but still, one touchdown has been scored on this Georgia defense. Yes. And I tried to use this to make South Carolina fans feel a little bit better after a very, 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 very ugly win against Troy this weekend. South Carolina's offense, still the only one to score on Georgia's defense, a a touchdown specifically. Um, Not sure what it's going to take for Auburn to do it because that was an ugly game. I, I came away a little bit more confident in Auburn certainly a lot more confident in Bo Nix because here's the thing we talked about this I think after it was either after week three or week four I can't remember I have to go back and look at the schedule 
Bo Nix was there. It was the Penn State game. It was the Penn State game. Yeah. Uh, Bo Nix didn't lose the game, but he didn't win the game. He was just kind of there. Bo Nix won the game for them on Saturday night. Bo Nix was the reason that they won that game on Saturday night. They were down, what, 14-0, 17-0? They come back. And I was very, very encouraged to see that under Brian Harson because this is a first-year head coach with a quarterback. Did Was T.J. Finley going to start? We, we didn't know. I, I thought, I swore up and down T.J. Finley was going to start that football game. Well, that's what, when they said Bo Nix was starting, I was like, oh, all right, this this is all they can do. They, 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 right. They, but but they discovered the secret, and the secret is don't actually call a play for Bo Nix. Let Bo just go. let him make it happen. <laughs> it's Bo time, baby. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> and and he looked natural. Like at times, I was kind of like like that that touchdown I just mentioned a moment ago. It's like that's a little Joe Burrowy. That's like a little flash of what we saw from Joe Burrow in 2019. Now, I'm, except I'm Joe not Burrow did it within play. the offense. All right, that's, I'm not saying every play. It was a little bit more designed for Joe Burrow to do things like that, but yep. still just the ability to do that. Like we talk about these quarterbacks, like Matt Corral, what makes Matt Corral so good, his ability to be agile and also still looking mm-hmm. downfield and trying to make a play happen. Like how many quarterbacks do we see immediately take just a little hint of pressure and drop their, drop their eyes and try to just run yeah. for it. And the fact oh, that it's, Bo is still three guys breathing down his neck, making a play happen that went for six points. I was like, all right, that's the confidence that Bo Nix needed. Maybe they come out and they make things difficult for Georgia because now they're feeling good. I don't know because this league right now, I don't know a lot of things about it. We'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You were on field level for Georgia Vandy. What does that defense look like when you're when you're standing there right even with it? It's unbelievable. Truly. I mean, it's it's terrifying. I feel bad for other offensive coordinators, other other quarterbacks, honestly. I think going into that Georgia Vandy game, I had said on one of our shows, you know, one thing that I'm extremely confident right now, one thing I know for sure. Georgia has the best defense in the country. I don't need I don't need to see much else to to feel that Georgia has the best defense in the country. I know it's early, but I don't care. Then we went to Vandy and I saw him up close and I was like, "Yep, this only further proves it." And the thing that's the craziest to me is not that defensive line, not the starting backers, it's the depth that they have of other guys that they can plug in. And in garbage time, still only give up one touchdown. That's yeah. crazy. That is crazy yeah, because I, that's what that touchdown was for, for South Carolina. It was garbage time. And we've seen their twos and threes come in against Arkansas and against South Carolina and mostly against Fandy. And they're still pitching shutouts against other teams' first stringers. That's very impressive. It, it, it is incredible. It, it's just – I'm – I didn't think we were going to see a defense that, and maybe we won't, maybe they'll play 
maybe Florida will move the ball on them, Kentucky, somebody. But I didn't. I thought that era of football was over, where there were defenses that could hold a team to three points or seven points or even ten points. That that just doesn't happen anymore. You don't shut people out now. <laughs> You're not right. supposed to do that right. now. Well, and I heard Kirby. I think it was after the game on his podium. He said, you know, the mark of a good team is being able to take on whatever personality or, or whatever role you need to be in that week to win that game. He said there's there's never been a doubt that not only the defense, but the team is so confident they're willing to do whatever. I mean, you never you rarely see, I should say, certainly on the defensive side, a lack of, oh, they didn't execute there. Look at that missed tackle. They make it look easy. They make it look yeah. easy. And that's what's scary to me is I haven't seen, at least in my opinion, I haven't really seen this Georgia defense have to fight tooth and nail. Like they just yeah. do it. They just make it happen. Like it hasn't been this huge, like, oh my gosh, look at that. That that was a tough three and out for that Georgia defense. Like it's it's never tough. It's just easy. And and that's why I think that this right now for me is the best team in the country. I think so far, I don't know. Cause Alabama just, I, I think it's continue a pretty, to sa- put their it's pretty safe in the to say Georgia or, or uh, yeah, you could go Alabama, but we've seen Alabama get challenged mm-hmm. at least. Uh, we've not seen Georgia really, I asked Clemson challenged them because Georgia struggled to score, but that one I didn't worry about so much because you knew that Georgia had some offensive playmakers coming back from injury that weren't playing right. in that game. And so I, Which is I also that's alarming. the scary part. Is right. Georgia's offense could get better as the season goes on, as the as everybody gets back. So it, it it's going to be fascinating. But before before I let you go, we got we got to talk local television news because yes. I don't think people understand. You know, in in my job and in, when I was a beat writer, you know, you're always hanging out with the the local TV reporters, and everybody assumes because you're on TV, you're rich. Local TV news they start you out at some of the lowest salaries. That could possibly like I don't even know if you're allowed to to pay them anymore. I know they changed the minimum wage, so it's, it's not great. Yeah. So you were telling I, me about your how you became an expert on finding happy hours with free food, finding uh, whatever deal you could find twenty nine cent wings and anything like that. So how how does one live as a as a just starting out local TV news reporter? Yeah, it's it's always so funny. I remember being in Jacksonville um, and a couple of times I got stopped at an Aldi because that's where I did my grocery shopping was Aldi. Oh, yeah. I still to this day love Aldi, first of all. Let's not like let's let's be very clear about Just that. Just because you got that ESPN money doesn't mean you're going to, all of a sudden going to Whole Foods. Still love me some Aldi. Uh, but I would be in there and and some sometimes viewers would stop me and they'd be like, What are you doing shopping here? I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, well, rich folks like you shop at, you know, the Earth Fair or whatever it is. And I'm like, you think I'm rich? <laughs> like the amount of times that I was asked, like, do I have a makeup artist? Do I have someone who does my, I would get tweets like, tell your wardrobe stylist that this, I was like, you think I have, I got this dress from Goodwill. Like, what do you, this dress was $4. I found it. Like, what do you mean? So yeah, um, I qualify, like I made so little money. My first job, I qualified for food stamps, um, which was, uh, an adventure. Welcome to adulthood. Uh, here's all these student loans and less than $25,000 <laughs> a year, which was fun. Um, but yes, 
I became an expert on certain establishments that did bottomless apps. And I believe it was Applebee's who did that for a long time. It was like $9.99 and it was bottomless appetizers. So I would go with some of my other local news friends on a Thursday or Friday night after high school football. And we would order three or four bottomless apps and we'd be there for three hours. And that was what we did. And I always gave the waitress a fat tip because she or he or she always knew that uh, we were going to be in there for a little while. And I always did feel a little bit bad, but we made and there's nothing else getting ordered beyond the bottomless apps. Like, Y'all said it was bottomless apps. I mean, what do you want? Like, I like we'll order a couple drinks for sure, but like keep the chicken poppers coming or whatever it was, you know, like chili cheese fries. I was all about it. Diet was not good. Yeah, that that there was a lot of that in my, in my early newspaper days because it was similar similar salary scales and yeah. you you just you become an absolute excellent and and Alyssa and I talked about this on on the radio last week. When I was first out of college, I couldn't get a full-time job. So I was just stringing for the Tampa Tribune, getting paid $30 a story uh, to write about, you know, some basketball camp for fourth graders. And so I basically ate cereal or soup every meal of every day, except for Wednesdays when Ryan's did all-you-can-eat steak. And so it was $7.99 for all-you-can-eat steak. And I would show up when they opened at like three or four. And... That would be the best meal I had. And I'd stay in there to like six or seven. And it was it wasn't like glorious. Homer, it wasn't like Homer Simpson getting getting ejected from the seafood restaurant, but it was close. And this was this was pre-Golden Corral having steak on the buffet every night. But but you have to do that. That's that that's how you when you when you start it. I, I do love, but the TV folks, everybody assumes, like everybody knows newspaper people don't make any money. The TV folks, everybody assumes you are loaded. Like I remember when I was in in middle school and uh, Pamela Kister, the meteorologist for Channel 6 in Orlando, I, I saw her shopping at Burdines at the jewelry counter. I was like, you shop at Burdines too? You're just like me. It is, <laughs> it, it is so funny because like that, that's such the impression and it's just so funny like when people realize that it's just you you really have to love your job and we all hope obviously like every other career right to climb the ladder and make a little bit more money hopefully this is temporary but it is so funny because I'm like I worked 16 hours the last four days straight and I've eaten nothing but ramen noodles for the last seven meals straight and water and ketchup packets and that's it um but here we are yep I'm rich and you think I flew to this high school football game on a private jet but that's fine well I did well, not that's, that's the difference you're you're also you're, you may be in Lake City covering a high school football game on Friday and then you're, you're in Tallahassee doing Florida State on Saturday and then you're at a Jags game on on Sunday and and you've got to know what you're doing at all of them which is not the easiest thing in the world it's never a dull moment that's for sure but that's as honestly in a way that's one of the things I miss the most about local news is that you did get to just have your hand in so many different things like you said I mean I remember being in Jacksonville and Florida state hired Willie Taggart and then Florida days later, days later hired Dan Mullen. So I'm on both campuses covering the, the coaching hires and then also at Jags press conferences and then also at your high school basketball games and things like that. And it's, it's definitely an exhausting life. I, I don't ever sugarcoat that to anyone who wants to get into television or news or writing, beat writing, any of it. It's, 
it is a constant 24 hour cycle because if you put the phone down for two seconds, you're missing something. Or yep. if you don't keep up with, with X, Y, Z, then you're not going to be prepared for your next shoot. But it, it's, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I'm sure you feel the same way. Like we get to be at sporting events for a living. It's oh, it's, it's, the it was best worth and... all the ramen noodle packets that <laughs> I have ingested. I, I enjoy, I enjoy it when people come up and say, well, how do I get the job you have now? And I was like, well, First, you start by standing in the rain at high school soccer games. Yep. And that usually is is the one where they're like, oh, I don't want to do that. I had a moment where um, in my first job, I was shooting high school football game and it started pouring. And I you know, I have my big $30,000 camera or whatever it was, which was worth more than me. And that's always made very clear to you when you walk in the door. Um, and I was like, okay, well I have a raincoat and I realized that I had forgotten my rain gear for my camera, which is literally like a rain jacket for your camera oh, yeah. that's built to keep the, keep it from getting wet. And so I realized the decision that I had to make, and that was to wrap my raincoat around the camera and just let myself get soaked for the entirety of the game. So I get back to the station and it, you know, it's 10 30 now. And I've been to three different games. Cause normally you don't stay at one, you hit two or three, sometimes maybe even four on a, uh, an understaffed night and I'm soaked. And I remember my, my sports director, my boss looked at me. He was like, what, 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 what are we doing? Like what happened? We're supposed to be on TV in 30 minutes. I was like, don't worry. I'll be fine. So I quick cut my highlights. I go to the bathroom and we had one of those, um, uh, air hand dryers that the heated yeah. hand dryers. And so I'm literally sticking my head under it and holding the button so that my hair will dry because I didn't have a blow dryer. And it was just, I, I remember looking like an absolute, like a wet rat. And I told our director who's in charge of pushing the buttons for the show. I was like, put me on camera for a second and a half to just establish that we're here. And then don't put me on for the rest of the show. We're going wall to wall highlights. And he looked me up and down. He was like, say no more. You look terrible. I was like, well, well the camera's well, okay. But how exactly how, who, how many people said, but is the camera okay? Oh, oh my gosh. That's like, yeah, that's always question number one. Are you okay? But is the camera okay? Like, do we have to replace any equipment? I'm like, no, the camera's fine. That's why I look like this. Thanks. And they're like, but really, is the camera okay? But really, can I see it? Can you turn it on so that I can make sure that it's okay? <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. So I one more question before... Before I get you out of here, uh, you've probably heard in the background uh, my co-host Cookie the Cookie the Bernie Doodle. Uh, I love, you love him. also are a uh, a Doodle owner, Marvel the the yes. Golden Doodle. But the difference between Cookie and Marvel is Marvel can sit at your feet as you do a radio show or a podcast, and I don't hear Marvel. What do I need to do? How do how do I fix this? Don't jinx it because this has not been this way for a while. Also, let me say completely off topic. I apologize. I just realized my microphone hasn't been plugged in this whole time. So you're probably getting terrible audio from me off of Zoom. So sorry about that. Um, you sound yeah. fantastic. Great. Um, so I have I have this morning routine down with Marvel at this point. You and I have often done radio together on Tuesdays or Thursdays on, on Sirius XM. And that goes from what, eight to 11. So that's, that's yes. three hours. And for Marvel, being quiet for three hours is a feat. So I have learned that I got to get up about six, six 30. We go for like a two mile walk and the kid is exhausted. 
Um, today we only did, I would say maybe like three quarters of a mile because he spent the last three days at daycare while I was oh. at my game. And typically the next day and a half after daycare, he just naps and he's, pa- he's literally passed out at my feet right now. So daycare, not just for kids, folks, like it is magic. If you have a high energy dog, because he's going to be an angel all day today. Now, Wednesday, when this wears off, he's going to be back to howling in the background of all of my podcast hits and everything like that, but I'll take it for now. Well, that, that, this is good news. I'm going to go take Cookie on a three-mile walk right now, yes. and you won't hear her on a podcast the rest of the week. <laughs> but, Hi, Cookie! <laughs> <laughs> Alyssa Lang, thank you so much. I can't wait to watch you drink mayonnaise coffee, or at least hold Will Levis's feet to the fire Yes. About whether he actually drank it. Because I don't think you should have to unless we get proof that he did it, that he did it. I agree. We're going to get to the bottom of this. And I cannot wait to update you at a later time. <laughs> Thanks, Elizabeth.